we we are we are adaptable we are resilient and and we are typically ready to roll up our sleeves and just roll with it and i think that that is that is the message to the veteran population that i am constantly trying to get out there hello innovators i'm todd wyant and welcome to the bridging the gap podcast sponsored by applied software you're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Shante Hall, president of Victory Trades Alliance, an organization that focuses on transitioning military members into fulfilling careers in the skilled MEP trades. She also serves served with honor in the US Air Force, is the CEO of Centurion Military Alliance, an adjunct college professor, executive career coach, and the most important job of all, being a mom. I'm, uh, I'm exhausted from reading that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Shante. <laughs> Thank you so much, Todd, for having me. It's uh, an impressive list of, of what you got going on there. The mom part especially, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a hard job. I got three kids, four and a half and, and, and under, so that, that takes up a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mine are six and eight, and I actually just heard the thud upstairs. So in these crazy pandemic times, homeschooling and, you know, it's just taken on a whole new, whole new plethora of issues. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well, thanks for coming on. And most importantly, thanks for your service uh, as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so, excited to be here. Let's get started. What you right. got? <laughs> Let's start with how you got involved with the MEP trades. So it, I think it kind of goes back and stems from my military career of when you join the military, you, you join the military, whether college degree, no degree, enlisted, officer, you know that there's a list of applicable positions of jobs, of mm -hmm. available immediate these are the positions to hire these are the jobs that may be in the future but you have to wait for and so we go in kind of ready to to roll up our sleeves and to get to work also the military culture embodies that of which you're in a position today and and i could speak to this whether it was i was a logistician i was put in education and training and then overnight deployed with the army um, to, to Fort Carson, Colorado in the snow to train for Iraq. And then 30 days later, you're in the desert sands of, of, you know, Iraq. I share that because I look at the trades and I think we, we change hats overnight. Now looking at the trades, um, especially right now with where we are due to the mm -hmm. pandemic. And I think the trades offer stability, career progression, salaries above the national average. And so when I was... Um, approached about being president of Victory Trades Alliance back at the very start of COVID. Uh, we did not foresee this happening at the time. Um, Fun time to transition. <laughs> <laughs> no time. And I was asked to be the president. And honestly, I sat there and thought, I've been supporting our transitioning service members, our veterans, our spouses uh, for years, the dependents, the military dependents, and looking at different college certifications, degrees, licensures, what career paths they should look at that they should invest in. And coming from one who I have an MPA with an emphasis in government policy, I'm an executive career coach, and I'm an HR professional, and I am now a doctoral candidate. 
And when you put that, like you just said, you, you know, you get exhausted from reading it. When you put that on a resume or you're looking for different positions or different jobs that you can go into, it's, it's funny because I look at it and think, wow, okay, I'm adjunct faculty, but I could actually make more if I was an HVAC technician. And so when I was asked again to become the president, it was just a no brainer. Um, absolutely, I stepped into the role, excited, willing to roll up my sleeves and to start changing the narrative about the, the trades. Mm -hmm. So what's the response been to, of people when you ask them to, to come into the trades? So, you know, again, when looking at the strat plan pre-COVID, completely different. It was interesting to see some of the military personnel, some of those that maybe guard the installation. So the transitioning service uh, managers that actually share employment opportunities with the service members prior to them getting out. They, they wanted to make sure, oftentimes we want to appease the group. We want to make sure, well, they're more interested in IT positions or they're more interested in you know, project management, human resources. And so we want to share positions with the Wells Fargo, USAA, Amazon, Microsoft, all the, all the big name companies. Mm -hmm. And I was trying at the time to say, look, you've got mechanical, electrical, plumbing across the nation. Anywhere that these service members are transitioning to, there are immediate employment opportunities now. And, and again, the stability, the career progression, salaries above the national average. And the response was, well, okay, I guess you can share that, Shantae. Um, but, but again, they're more interested in positions with Amazon. And, and again, great opportunities, you know, with all of these companies as well. But now the tide has kind of shifted and, and due to the pandemic. And now I would say the response has actually been overwhelming, um, not only with the need of, of opportunities now where we see the mechanical, electrical, and plumbing are considered essential personnel, but that now our service members, our veterans um, across the globe, we're beginning to see, you know what, we need to answer the nation's call. These, these aren't just opportunities. We physically have, these are high demand occupational positions. And if we don't start changing the narrative, if we don't start stepping up and into roles like this, the inherent danger is the unforeseeable future of our great nation. None of us know when, when this pandemic is gonna end. What I do know is that I'm working from home today. I need electrical, I need the technical support. I'm in Houston, Texas. I need my AC, I need the plumbing. <laughs> I've got two little kids. I definitely need the plumbing working. Um, and so we're really striving to change the narrative. And I think that individuals now are, are willing to hear of opportunities. Um, and I hope that they're willing to hear because I know that I sit here and go, when did we as a nation start snubbing our nose at opportunity? Mm -hmm. It, that just blows my mind, you know? So yeah. um, great response though. And, and, and the response from the service members, from the veterans is equivalent to the, to the response of, again, the high demand of the employers reaching out, of the technical schools reaching out saying, hey, we're ready, let's get them going. Yeah, so you mentioned about changing the narrative. What do you think the kind of predominant narrative around the trades is? And then how do you go about changing that? It's a great question. I think, I think it, again, I think it's snubbing, snubbing our nose at those positions. I think it was, we all now think that we're in a position um, because we're far more educated. 
I, I think on a, on a grander scale than ever before, whether it's the high school pushing the college, whether it's the colleges continuing to push that next, the graduate school certification, the licensures, we weren't discussing the employment opportunities of the trades. We were looking at that as well, you know, that's, that's in a sense below us. I had a great conversation with a retired chief math sergeant in the Air Force and head of all of Air Education Training Command. And he said, same thing, when did we start snubbing our nose? When, when did I, as a chief master sergeant, get out of the military and decide to go into trucking? decide to go into mechanical, decide to go into, and someone looked at that and thought, oh, him, why is he doing that? Well, why not? It's salaries, again, above the national average. And, and so I think how we start changing the narrative is that we start speaking out about these opportunities, not just the opportunities and, and the, the national average salaries, above the national average salaries, but that we start looking at, okay, you know, people tell me all the time, Todd, Shante, I love what you do. You're, you're the CEO of a nonprofit organization. I want to do that. I want to help veterans. I believe that if I'm speaking more so to the military community, I believe as a veteran, and, and you just shared I served 15 years, I claimed, I raised my right hand to serve, defend, and protect. I am choosing to still serve, defend, and protect by making sure our homes have that safety, by making sure my community is better off because I'm a member of it. And what does that look like? That looks like walking into a position maybe I never thought possible, maybe I never thought about before, but I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and to try something new. And the best part when I'm looking at the trades and again, changing the narrative is that we're on social media 24-7. We were just talking about it before the show, the facade, the smoke and mirrors, the, you know, fixing and correcting of facial flaws. <laughs> and, and I think that this ties in is that we, we ha it's the smoke and mirrors approach. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's take, let's strip all that away and say, okay, again, if these are available opportunities and there are no other positions right now, these other companies aren't hiring, are you willing to walk into this role? And the best part about, the trades, my, my neighbors, you know, I see their truck is out there all the time. They're mechanical, electrical, plumbing. And what is so amazing about it is it's a husband and wife team. Um, their family owned the business before. We live in a gated community. They have a beautiful home, a swimming pool. They just had their first baby. And, and that's changing the narrative, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be on LinkedIn 24-7 selling myself, Todd. I, I am that walk. If, if I have an HVAC certificate and I can come in and make sure your AC is working, then that sells itself, right? I don't need to sure. be on social media 24-7 selling that piece of it. And I think that's another viable opportunity is that uh, here I am, you know, running a nonprofit organization, not wanting to burn any bridges, not wanting to, you know, wanting to make sure that I'm available to anyone who is in need right now, especially during these times. And that is that's a 24 seven job. And, and so when I look at the trades, I think, wow, I watch them all the time. They go to work from a certain time and they come home at a certain time. And I think that's a, that's a great life. I actually want that life. Um, and again, it, it comes back to how are we speaking out about the opportunities? What is the verbiage? And I, I love one of the schools that I'm working with. They changed it from blue collar to new collar. Hmm. 
I thought that was catchy. You know, yeah. it's, it's the new caller. It's, and anyone knows that running a business, um, you know, and, and being out there or working for, for another company that that can be tireless, that can be 24 seven. So how much time do you want to work? Well, at the end of the day, what do you strive for? What does work-life balance look like to you? The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the trades uh, have done themselves a disservice in that they haven't told their story well enough and they've let others kind of set the narrative and define who they are. And a lot of that really stems from the fact that it's a really humble group of people that, you know, they're, they're just going and doing what they're supposed to do. They're getting the job done. They're making it happen. And they don't need to brag about it, which is commendable. And it's what the, the spirit of the, the trades that I really appreciate. Um, but the, the, the side effect of that is people have set that narrative. And as you know, you've said, kind of, you know, snub them and, and turn their, their noses up to the trades, which is, is really unfortunate because it really is a great industry to be around. And there's a lot of cool technology innovation and, uh, you know, career paths in the trades. It's not just a one and done job. It, absolutely. It is. It's stability. It's career progression. And they're essential personnel. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking at all of our essential personnel during this time. And, and absolutely, they are serving our communities, daily serving our communities. Going in, I, I mean, think about from, from what we're witnessing on the news alone, all the hatred, all the fighting, all the, and here's someone who's willing to put their life on the line per se and actually walk into someone's home. That, that in and of itself is, is huge to me. And, and I'm always so appreciative. I think that, you know, I, since I've been with Victory Trades Alliance, thinking about changing the narrative and, and snubbing our nose and, and what we perceive individuals to look like, mm. I, I went through a couple different um, courses and, 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 you know, stepping in and I haven't finished. I did say at the beginning, I'm finishing a doctorate. So as soon as I get that out of the way, We'll look at pursuing certifications. Um, but so, uh, and, and I, again, you know, 15 years in the military, worn so many hats. I'm not afraid to throw on a uniform, roll up my sleeves and, and get the job done. Working with my father, it, woodworking and all the things kind of that I was raised to do, you know, and, and it was kind of a different culture. It's, I've never seen my father not work, you know, out there in the yard, pulling weeds, mowing grass. It was, it was we've gotten so far away, I think, from the work ethic, if you think about whether it's even cleaning our own homes. Uh, I, I can tell you on my street alone, I, I still clean my own home, but I see so many that actually have hired out now where they have, you know, th the services come to their home and weekly and they take care of. So I think on a, on a whole, if we're looking at it from this holistic approach, mm -hmm. there are so many jobs that we have outsourced that we've stopped due to whatever that, that, that career drive that we've had. And so all of us need to take a step back 
And so when I went through this course and it, it was comical because I put on my tool belt, I had my bag and it was pink. Uh, I, there's no shame in my game. When I went to Iraq, I always told people if I was dying on the Iraqi border, I was dying with pink lipstick on because you were going to know that I was a woman, right? Nice. I love it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so my bag's pink. So I had on, I had on my shirt. I'm a Texan. I had on cowboy boots. I had on my belt there you go. and I posted a picture on LinkedIn and, and I got some comments back of, wow, you know, no one's ever come to my house looking like that before, or, you know, you, oh, it's a pink tool bag or, and, and you get these little comments. And I thought that right there is the issue. That's mm -hmm. what it's stemming from because we're not ensuring that it's that old adage. You look good, you feel good in the military. And what I love about the military culture is that even if we're wearing you know, whatever uniform it is, we still are making sure that we have grooming standards, mm -hmm. that, that we wake up, it's the PT, we look good, we feel good. And that to me is a big part about the traits. You still have to maintain health standards and make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it is hard work. It, it absolutely is hard work. Um, but the change starts with those of us that are working in the trades and to be able to get out there and to start rebranding. And, and to me, if we don't, if the schools don't, if we're not sending our, our best of our best, think about our recruiters, you know, especially again, the military recruiters, we send our the best of the best out there to promote and to sell. Now we're all walking billboards of our companies, each one of us. You know, it's, it's sure. the land of the, of the, we're in the happy snappers, right? We can catch you at any point in time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you can't, it's, it's, it's good and it's bad. I always tell people, you know, I, I'll see these pictures of me floating around social media after, after being a keynote speaker. And it's always that picture where your mouth's open, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. Never a super flattering no, <laughs> angle. <laughs> never, never. And I'm like, you know, you couldn't have. Thank you for posting, but you couldn't have made sure that it looked a little better. Right. Um, even now on Zoom, you know, it's one of those things where I tell people like, hey, okay, on the count of three, we're all going to smile. We're going to take a quick photo. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, but it's our job, what, whatever company that we're working with. And I, I, I think that's the beauty of even podcasts like this is, you know, we're really, we're really speaking to all companies. When you think about it, we're speaking to whether you're at Whole Foods, you're running a nonprofit, you're working for Amazon or Microsoft, you're a walking billboard of your company. Mm -hmm. and, and it's something that we all have to make sure that we are, we are engaged. We are making the opportunities available for others to know. Um, and, and then again, looking at our local community and thinking, okay, if I use this service because I care about changing the narrative, am I sharing that I just use that service? And, and what am I, what am I sharing about, Hey, today, you know, my, my sink was clogged and, and it, it really actually, it is. Um, and I tried to use Drano and it did not work. <laughs> so, no luck. <laughs> And I think it's because of my hair, but um, that's kind of funny. But Drano did not work, so uh -oh. um, fal false advertisement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so again, you know, we have to strive to change the narrative, and and how do we do that? Walking billboards every single day. Yeah. Well, let's kind of. Uh, you mentioned the trade schools. Let's unpack that a bit more. How do we 
uh, get you know more people into the trade schools and kind of change that perception, even starting back with high school and getting them to go straight into the trade schools from high school instead of necessarily college for some people. Yeah, you know, again, I think that it 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 starts with the home, like like everything does. It starts with the home, and and so for for those parents that are listening that are constantly pushing maybe for perfection um, and what they perceive to be perfect, take a look. Go take a look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and let's look at national averages. You know, the statistics don't lie. And, and I'm always constantly, you know, driving individuals to go make sure that they're doing that research. Mm-hmm. And then we've been able to see it play out in real time, again, due to the fact that they're essential personnel. We have to start looking at individuals and, and employment opportunities and career pathways and progression and strategically speaking to it. And it's that old adage of, you know, the school teacher saying, I know my father went through this. My father was actually a military recruiter. And I I remember the school saying, oh, no, you can't come in here and talk to our students. You know, we're we're talking about and it was kind of whatever that that agenda was at the time of that teacher or that principal. And I thought, how are you not you're simply sharing opportunities. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sharing opportunities. And if, if you don't believe in whoever's speaking to you in the school, in the, you know, with a company that's coming out, then go Google the research now, because mm-hmm. we all have Google at our fingertips. And, and that's where I would ask a lot of these schools, a lot of these companies, and I'm, I'm mind blown over the fact that they haven't done a better job at getting into the school system. And they'll flat out tell you that, you know what? That's a great idea. We need to start going back to the schools. <laughs> when did you stop? You know right. what? Well, so. I also think that you know there's a the incentive structure for some of the the counselors too is encouraging them to really push college heavy and and they kind of forget about the the trade schools. So we need to try to fix that imbalance some. Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Evolve MEP, MEP construction software for Revit. Evolve's MEP software for Revit makes project collaboration fast, simple, and more productive, which in turn significantly reduces project risk and cost. Born from the reality of a lack of available skilled labor in the industry, Evolve MEP has transformed the MEP detailer workflow. It's time for MEP to harness the Revit platform to offer seamless collaboration like no other software before it. Visit EvolveMEP.com and let them know we sent you. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And, and you know, again, anyone who's looking at pathways in the future, I, I take into account why I'm so passionate about this is because you go on Indeed, you go on LinkedIn, you try to find economic opportunities right now. You try to find that career progression, that stability. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that offers it at this day and age at this time are the trades, period, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it, it has to start. It has to start now. You know, I use my brand to be a force multiplier. And, and this is, and again, I'm coming, I'm an educated individual. 
I believe in, I believe in the power of education. It's something that no one can ever take from you. So it's not even, you know, I, I have individuals. I'll give you a great example. I recently trained over a hundred United airline pilots that have been furloughed. Mm -hmm. and, and so you, you look at that right there and think, what are they going to do now? Yeah. And I had, I had one pilot that said, you know, I had never thought about HVAC. He said, I had never thought about the trades, but HVAC in particular, because I own three rental properties in Phoenix, Arizona. And so I'm going to go get my HVAC now, because then I can at least make sure that the AC is always working. Yeah, there you go. It's brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. He, and he has, he has a master's degree. He's a pilot. He owns a few rental properties. He's got his real estate, his brokerage, and now, and now HVAC. So you can't go wrong by adding tools to the tool belt. Yeah, for sure. So what advice would you give somebody who's wanting to pursue a career in the trades? I would tell that individual to, to really strategically think about how much time and energy, one, that you want to devote to the workforce. I think that that's something that we have to sit back and say, okay, do I want to go in and work for somebody, get certified and, and work that nine to five job and go home at the end of the day? Do I want to potentially run my own business? And so maybe you do have an MBA, but you're out of work right now due to what's happening on a global scale. We are all impacted. I would say that look at getting that certificate. Maybe you end up investing in opening your own business. And so really when I look at the trades, the sky is the limit. Stability, career progression, and salaries above the national average. Now you just have to sit down and map out where am I living? What, what companies are, am I surrounded by? What schools are here? What available opportunities are there? There are some companies that will physically pay you, pay you while you go to school. And that blows my mind. I'm like, you're paying me to get certified. It's a win-win, period. So yeah. do the research. Um, and if, if you're a veteran, if you're a military service member, a spouse, a caregiver, a dependent, looking at career pathways, and you're interested in what opportunities are available for our military community, please reach out to Victory Trades Alliance. Yeah, so what, what's kind of the main mission of Victory Trade Alliance? So Victory Trades Alliance, you know, again, we're striving to change the narrative with the military community. And, and that's due to the fact that, again, I raised my right hand to serve, defend, and protect. And so I look at the military community and say, we need to change the narrative. We need to step up to the plate. We need to serve our local communities, the communities now that have been maintaining and keeping the commune, right? The community together mm -hmm. while we've been serving the great nation. Now, how can we continue to serve and to become a part of the community? There, these are immediately available positions. They're high demand jobs. We can't find enough people. And that's where we look to our military community and say, hey, you, you changed hats overnight. We know what it's like to roll up the sleeves and to get to work. We're calling on you once again so that our nation has a future. Because none of us know what, after this pandemic, we don't know what the world's going to look like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that, you know, how you just articulate that really 
makes veterans a, just a, such a great fit for the, the MEP trades and, um, you know, who better to, to answer the call? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so how should someone handle, you know, adversity or the changing circumstances that, that life is, is kind of going to throw at them? You know, I think that the military community is, you know, we thrive with our mission focus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, when I look at the trades, again, when I look at opportunities and, and what I share, I, I share opportunities that have that mission focus, that drive forward. What, what, what do we need to accomplish? And so that I'm not sitting at home during this pandemic, twiddling my thumbs, stressed out, getting more anxious, uh, feeling the loneliness, feeling the impact. I will tell you, Todd, so many right now and, and so many out there are hurting, are scared, have had huge financial hits. I mean, just huge. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and it's, I, I would say right now, it's not over. You know, we, it's not over. Today is a brand new day. Let's start new. Let's look for opportunities. Let's look for something else so that we can drive forward. And, and I think that it's an important message that needs to get out there. I think that Again, it's the facade of social media where, where people think, well, all these companies are still hiring. They say they're hiring, but how long is it going to take you to get into an immediate position? How long is, is the job process? How, long, how many you know, resumes have you already tailored? And, and a lot of individuals, I feel like they're getting burnt out. And this stems from the other hat that I wear. I'm seeing it play out in real time. I'm seeing individuals that have full-time jobs being overworked from home they're zoomed out you know they they need some fresh air and i think that that in and of itself is it it causes excitement if you will hey you know what here's a new opportunity i i mean i i've looked at it i I look at all those that get to go outside every single day and go to work and think i'm missing people i'm missing that human element the trades is offering that human element. And it, I think that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I think uh, another crossover between veterans and the trades is resiliency. And uh, trades have definitely shown that over the, the last year of just how resilient they are to the changing environment and, you know, different safety regulations and a whole bunch of other stuff in addition to all the, the changes that just naturally happen on the job, because <laughs> it, it Absolutely. never really goes exactly how you planned. Uh, and so, you know, nobody knows uh, resiliency better than, than vets. So to come into the trades that they already have a leg up on a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, we, we are, we are adaptable, we are resilient, and, and we are typically ready to roll up our sleeves and just roll with it. And I think that that is, that is the message to the veteran population that I am constantly trying to get out there is that it's, it may not be the job that you wanted. It might not be, but let's go back to the day that we joined the military and it might not have been the job that we wanted. And, and then I, I got the job I wanted because my dad was my recruiter, but then I didn't want that job once I was in it, you know, and, and you start to realize that, but what I love about the military culture is that we're not only mission focused, 
again, we're, we're waking up, we're making sure that you look good, you feel good, we're taking care of our, our uniforms, our grooming standards, our physical fitness, it's, it's the whole person concept. And we're voluntold, we're voluntold to volunteer. And I, and I think that, that the beauty in that is that you might find yourself today in a position where, you know what, Shantae, I just need a job. I just need to find something. This is where I live. This, this is, you know, I have this much left on my GI bill or I have no GI bill and, and we'll start getting into where you currently are. This really isn't the job I want to do, but I have to do something to provide for my family. Well, let's start there. That's an okay place to start. Then if you have a passion about something, maybe use that passion for right now to volunteer. Maybe use that same drive, you know, that mission. Maybe you think, well, this is just a job. Maybe look at the face of another, maybe look at your children, maybe look at your spouse, maybe look at your, and, and look at again from the holistic approach and say, what can I do today to take care of my family, the whole person concept mm. and, and start shifting and changing the narrative to where it's an essence of humanity. It's knowing that what we do today impacts tomorrow. And so when I look at the trades, our great nation, America was built upon the trades. And if we as Americans are not ready to roll up our sleeves again and get to work, I look at my children and think they're not gonna have a future. That's the power, in my opinion, of the trades and, and how incredibly important they are to this great nation. Mm -hmm. Love that, yeah, more than, more than agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do people get a hold of you and find out more about Victory Trade Alliance? Yeah, so it's victorytradesalliance.com. And please, I am also on LinkedIn. So please feel free, Shantae Hall, to reach out to me on LinkedIn and send me a message. Let me know you listen to the podcast uh, or let me know that you're interested in an opportunity. You Maybe you're interested in employment. Maybe you're a school, a trade school that actually wants to get more students. Um, or share the opportunities, or you're an employer that's looking to hire, please reach out. On the other end, if you're looking to support our nation's heroes, our military, those from our military community, also reach out to me so I can plug and play and make sure that we get you as a volunteer um, or a mentor to talk about what it looks like, you know, a day in the life of an HVAC technician. Uh, we're always looking for volunteers and supporters. Awesome. Uh, and we can put links in and all that uh, in the show notes for people. Uh, last question uh, I'd like to ask my, my guest is, is, what does innovation mean to you? Mm. Innovation to me, we, it's such a buzzword these days. And, and, I, and I, I hear this being played out. And I think innovation for me is looking at, one, what's already been created and asking yourself, how can we build upon that platform? How can we look at that and enhance or make it better? And that to me is, is again, it's, it's taking what's already been accomplished from the past, tying it into the present, which is a gift, it's the present, and ensuring that there is a future for all. Um, and that to me is, is, is innovation at its finest. How do we ensure the future? How are we looking at humanity and going, we want to strive for better 
for greatness. Together, we are stronger and together we can innovate. Awesome. Well, I'm fired up after this. <laughs> thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for coming and joining the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Todd. Thank you so much for having me today. My pleasure. All right, everyone, it's time for my three takeaways from this week's episode. First and foremost, thank you to all the military vets listening on this Veterans Day. We are grateful for you and your service to our country. After hearing Shantae's passion for the veteran community, it's clear vets are uniquely positioned to succeed in the trades due to several factors from resiliency to a hard work ethic to the get the job done mentality. Second, we need to continue to change the narrative and misconceptions around the trades. We do this by speaking out and sharing the numerous success stories of people in the trades. Everyone is a walking billboard for yourself, your company, and the entire MEP trades. So be mindful of that. One of the best things about the trades is the pride you take in your work. It's time to share all the wonderful projects and things you are able to accomplish in order to invite others into the industry. And finally, be mission focused. Take the time to strategically think through your options and then act out in accordance with that plan. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is directed by Todd Wyant, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.